Sit back and relax. You're listening to episode 185 of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Iskowitz, founder of Ezra Group Consulting. And this podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices about wealth management technology. My guest for this episode is Matt Middleton, co-founder and CEO of Advisor Circle. Matt is also the co-producer, along with Josh Brown, of the Future Proof Wealth Tech Festival. Matt is a serial conference builder. He's built multiple conferences and sold multiple conferences, uh, including not only Future Proof. Um, he also founded the Wealth Stack Conference when he worked uh, at Informa. And before that, he fe- uh, founded uh, the ET- Inside ETFs Conference and then sold that. Uh, I've never heard of a serial conference builder. Very impressive work uh, on Matt's part. And it was a terrific interview. We covered uh, the incubator, the product incubator that Advisor Circle is running and some new products they're working on, as well as a new software product that Advisor Circle themselves is launching uh, to help revolutionize how you meet uh, people at conferences. So interesting to talk about that. And uh, of course, what's going to be happening at Future Proof 23. And speaking of going to great conferences, if you are an executive of a wealth tech firm, you're probably going to a few conferences yourself. And if you're selling software to RIAs, broker-dealers, asset managers, TAMs, or other firms, then you should run, not walk, to our website, EzraGroupLLC.com, and fill out the Get in Touch form on our homepage. Our industry experts can deliver a wide range of advice, including competitive analysis, new product evaluations, market insights, strategic advice, client buying decisions, integration development services, which is a new one, and a whole lot more. Every vendor needs these things to be successful, especially when entering new markets. And you can get on the right track by going to EzraGroupLLC.com. A few quick housekeeping notes before we continue. We support a number of nonprofit organizations that do fantastic work for a variety of causes. And one you should check out is the Invest in Others Foundation, which you can learn more about at investinothers.org. Please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And now, let's kick this thing off. I'm stoked to introduce our next guest on the program. It is co-founder and CEO of Advisor Circle, Matt Middleton. Hey, Matt, welcome. Hey, Craig, thanks for having me. It's great for you to be here. I'm glad we could coordinate this. Matt, where are you calling in from? So I am in central Massachusetts, about 30 miles west of Boston, I'm a New Yorker at heart, though, so I always make a point to say that I uh, spent most of my life in New York. Uh, my wife is from uh, Massachusetts, so I bit the bullet and um, the things you do for love. There you go. Well, it's finally getting nice up there. Yeah, it is. It is. Did all the snow melt? Yeah, so it was actually interesting because this year, while it was cold most days, we didn't really get a lot of snow. Um, which is funny because I'm, you know, I grew, I grew up a city kid, but where we live, we're, you know, about half hour away from a mountain, half hour away from the city. And so that was one of the the selling points of, you know, it's better to, you know, raise a family and you have all these things. And, you know, much of what I think of New England, <laughs> I haven't been able to experience in the last four years. So uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for that, that big snowstorm. Well, the most important part about moving to New England, you didn't become a Patriots fan, did you? No, no. So, and my son, he's a 100% Giants fan to the point where he wears a Giants jersey almost every week to school. <laughs> and my wife, he's seven. So my wife is always talking about, you know, you can't let him do that. He's going to get bullied. He's going to get picked. I'm like, no, <laughs> this is the world we live in. <laughs> you made me move. 
we, I select the teams. Right. <laughs> yes. You, can, you choose location. I choose sports. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I know. I, I know how he feels. I'm a, uh, I live in uh, Woodbridge, New Jersey, so northern New Jersey, where everyone here is Giants fans, a couple Jets fans sprinkled around, and I'm an Eagles fan, so I got, oh, I, I feel them, I feel them. You, you know what's funny? So uh, I spent a lot of time in Woodbridge, and I find Woodbridge is the cutoff point in New Jersey where it could go either way. Mm-hmm. You could be, you know, a Giants Jets fan, or you could be the Eagles fan, and mm-hmm. it's very hard when you're out and about making that assumption. I've learned the hard way a couple of times where I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a diehard Giants fan, so I'm talking about the Giants, and then it's like. Yeah, wrong audience. <laughs> <laughs> Read the room. Man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Excellent. All right. So uh, we, we're going to do a separate sports radio talk um, <laughs> podcast later, but let's just jump into uh, Advisor Circle. Can you give us a 30 second elevator pitch? Yeah. So it's interesting. Most people you know, who know me will probably know me um, as the creator of Future Proof, which is the world's largest uh, wealth festival. But I think it's important to talk about really what Advisor Circle is, because that's the engine that uh, produces Future Proof. So Advisor Circle is a influential and culturally relevant product studio. And our thesis is really, we want to build products um, and develop partnerships with people who have a, have a vision for building a modern wealth management and financial services industry. And that's a, a you know very philosophical statement, but really our kind of th- belief or thesis is that you know, the industry that is financial services could be way different than it is today. And it needs to be, and it could be more creative. It could have more impact. It could be more innovative. And of course it could be more fun. And so we simply build products that push the world in that direction. I don't know of any other companies in our space that describes themselves as a product studio. So it's, I think it's an innovative name, an innovative way to look at things when you talk about that you're a culturally relevant um, you know, tech-enabled uh, product developer. Can you give us an example? Like you've created some other product before. What what what's the previous product you you built in, and what gave you the impetus to build that? Yeah, it's a great question. So Advisor Circle has been uh, established or been around since um, fall of 2020. So at that time, think of it: we are you know in the midst of uh, a you know global pandemic. You're pretty much spending most of the time, you know, with your loved ones in your own home. The world was shut down, um, and so at that point, we looked at it and looked at our space and said, "Well, there's a few different things that we think long term will play out. One from an event space. So, you know, just to kind of take it a step back, my team. We're a team of twelve. Uh, my team has, uh, you know, decades of experience within asset management, financial advice, fintech, financial media." B2B events and PR. And so it's um, an interesting intersection of, uh, you know, kind of expertise, if you will. And so when you start to think about the products that we we look to create, you know, to date, we have really three brand products or, or we have two current, one we sold. So the first product out of Advisor Circle's product studio was Exchange, which is now known as the world's largest ETF conference. Um, it was a joint venture uh, uh, partnership with, uh, at the time, a company called ETF Flows, which is now known as Vetify. And so you know, from ideation to uh, exit for us, it was a, about an 18-month period of time. And at that point, we were able to you know, fight the, the realities of not being able to get in person, establish a large-scale event. By large-scale, I mean over 1,000 people attending 
Um, and now it is known as the world's most influential and largest ETF conference. Uh, and so it brings over 1,600 uh, attendees, mostly financial advisors. It brings the entire ETF ecosystem uh, together annually. And so uh, when we launched that, we it's you know our background. Well, a couple of us have some history in the ETF space specifically, so it was a it was a passion. We have a huge Rolodex in that space. But when we looked at the market, we basically realized that live events were going to come back and that they were going to be more meaningful. And so at that time, if you recall fall 2020, most of the time people, most of the talk was hybrid events, right? Or digital only. And that live events are dead because why would you ever, you know, risk your health by traveling across the country for a few days? Or why would you ever leave the convenience of your home or, you know, away from your family? And I think the reality is that while the virtual world offers us a lot of amazing benefits. Um, it doesn't solve the full need of what live events do, right? Which is connecting people, allowing you to grow your business, allowing you to get out of the norm and the structure of your life and push boundaries, right? And so, you know, our thesis was with all of the live events we've created to date is actually build a more modern platform and give people a reason for wanting to come together and actually break down the fragmentation and silos that typically happen within these live events. And so, you know, to date we have Exchange, which again, as I mentioned, we've sold. Uh, we sold that in October uh, last year to Vetify and they're running that. And uh, I actually attended as a as an attendee this past February. It was an amazing event. Um, we have Future Proof, which is the world's largest wealth festival. Last year, we had over 1,700 people attend. This year, we're planning for 3,200. And then we have a new uh, technology that integrates. It's interesting because it could operate horizontally through our existing businesses and events, or it could be a vertical uh, business itself. And that's called Breakthrough. And really, when you think about Breakthrough, what that is, is uh, it solves um, a very important need for live events, which is most live events... Uh, are hard to quantify in terms of value and ROI. And that's no matter where you are. So if you're an attendee participating, you're met with so much excitement. There's a lot of activity. You're getting inundated with content, people, business cards. And then in the moment, you're like, wow, this is the best experience. What typically then happens, and I'm sure, and I'm sure you face this as well, is you leave there and you're like, wow, what are the takeaways? There's too many. I look at my notes. I don't remember everything. Maybe I lost a couple of business cards. And then you go on to the next thing. And then for sponsors, the same way, right? People spend a lot of money participating in these events. And for the most part, it's very qualitative in terms of you know the feeling towards the ROI, right? You expect an attendee list. It's usually stale or you know stagnant and on arrival. You then create this situation where you're going into it and just shipping emails and trying to get momentum. And ultimately you come back and you're waiting for salespeople to say, was that a good event? Or was I next to the coffee? Was it good traffic? And so breakthrough, and we'll get into more of this, but breakthrough looks to solve much of the, the need of live events and provide a real value and real connections. You jumped way ahead of me, man. I had a whole bunch of questions. You just <laughs> And the podcast them. is over. <laughs> and then we're done. That's a wrap. Nice to meet you, Matt. <laughs> So I want let's roll this back. Um, you, you, uh, the product studio. You created Exchange. You, in eighteen months, you sold it. Then you started. Now that Exchange is is a uh, is a is an event you sold. 
the the future proof is an event, but prod a breakthrough. This breakthrough product, which is also called breakthrough, is is a piece of software, which is a conference meeting app. So that's very different than the other two. So yes. that's and so how do how do you describe that and why is it why is this app different from all the other conference apps that I can set up meetings with Umbrella, the little plugin, and and see the agenda? Uh, what's what's what is going to be better or revolutionary? about Breakthrough that's going to want me to use it at every conference? Yeah, so so Breakthrough solves the biggest need, which is meeting and dis- discovering meeting and maximizing the time on site. So most of these other apps or meeting softwares at events, they you know will throw in the, the you know, magnificent buzzword of 2023, which is AI, and they are the greatest matchmaking software in the world. And frankly, we're not that. What we did is, take 15 to 20 years of experience in running, you know, live B2B events in the wealth management space and built a system that affords people the ability to maximize their time. And so let's talk about the process of it. Most people talk about, and I, my belief, and I'm sure you probably agree is like, if you have to lead in with like, here's what the technology is, it actually is not great technology, right? We talk about the outcome. What does it solve? Mm-hmm. And so live events, let's talk about the the old or current model with live events. So, so live events, you sign up whatever period of time before the event, and then you forget about it. And typically what happens is two weeks before the event, the app the announcement comes out, you download an app and you start to hopefully plan your schedule, you know, book the, the sessions you want to attend. You start to see, you know, who else that you may know or who else you might want to meet with at the event and start messaging them. That's a lot of work to, to create a successful pre-event strategy um, alongside all of the other things you're doing on a day-to-day basis. And then of course, on site, your schedule just goes crazy because maybe you bumped into someone and, you know, that, you know, one minute passing turns into a 15 minute conversation and now you're late for your session or you're late for your next meeting. And then it's a snowball effect for what we did with breakthrough is say, how do we solve the, the, the most basic needage with people want to meet with others. That's why they're coming to live events post pandemic. You could argue content, which used to be the, the sole purpose or the most important purpose for people attending events is secondary to, to meeting and discovering and getting business done or partnerships done. And so when thinking about that, what we did with Breakthrough is we integrated it into everything we do. So within our registration process, we already start to collect unique data that allows us to present individuals and companies to other attendees at the event for the purposes of meeting. And so through registration and through what we call profile completion stage, which is a moment in time about two months before the event, we collect about uh, 120 unique data points on each individual attendee. We then take that data, we ver- validate it and verify it, and then we present it into an app, an application. And it effectively is, you know, LinkedIn Sales Navigator meets Match.com without the cringe. And at that point, what it does is psychologically changes the dynamic of how you perceive live events, which is usually it's a three to four day experience or two day experience. And in this case, now it becomes a two to three month experience because six weeks, you know, six to eight weeks before the event, you now have completed your profile stage. And now you're starting to see 
all of the other attendees, all of the other companies that are participating alongside you at this event. You cannot message them. So again, it's not to distract or just create another you know, social media or quasi-social media platform. But what it does is it allows you to segment the audience, understand who's coming, and create and it creates a series of prompts, which is, would you want to meet with this person? I highly interested, somewhat interested, or there's no prompt at all, which means there's no interest. And then each week, what we do is we push out those requests to other people. And so each week, everyone logs in all together at the same time, and you're getting met with a whole series of people that have requested meetings with you. Simply approve or put a maybe. And then the other, and then there's a series of prompts which basically guide you to say, if you're looking to meet with you know 100 people, you probably should send 300 invites. And so each week, what happens is you're building momentum towards this moment in time where we're all going to get together in person. And then the system where the magic really is is not only the discovery, which was what I just explained, is the you know the workflows within it that makes a really frictionless experience for you to maximize meetings on site. And so through the program. We're going to have all attendees have the ability to have up to 24, 15-minute intro meetings with people. And the real magic is it's double opt-in. So you know both people coming to that meeting have mutual interest in connecting. And that could be for a whole host of different use cases. It could be buyer-seller, right? Think about it. Advisor to asset manager, advisor to fintech company fintech company to fintech company because they're talking about partnerships and integrations. It could be private equity too advisor because maybe they're looking to you know buy or you know focus on MA activity or you start to you know someone like you you you've worked in this space for so long and you see the evolution of the space you could start to see when you put 3000 plus people together that aren't just one job function across a vast industry how many different ways are there for those individuals to meet and that's really where the magic happens and the technology works you said a lot there, Matt. I'm taking notes. Where are you getting the 120 data points on each attendee, and where are what are you feeding that into? Is this some, some is it like an AI machine learning system? What exactly is going on in the back end? Yeah, so uh, we're very big on data here. I think one of the biggest issues with live events is lack of verified data, and we simply ask. So think about data at most events. It is I go and register and I say, I'm Matt Middleton. And let's say I go to an, an advisor event. I could say I'm a financial advisor. I could say I manage, you know, $5 billion. I could say, you know, I'm a CTO at that advisory firm. Most events take that as gospel, right? They simply say, okay, great. Matt Middleton, CTO of $5 billion RAA. He's coming to our event. And then that information is shared um, without my consent across the entire universe, right? And then it creates a whole series of inbound, unsolicited inbound requests. And we do this this song and dance, which is poor data creates, you know, poor experiences for everyone and creates zero results. And so what we did is saying the most important thing we could do and for what how breakthrough is really successful and working is we have to verify and validate this data as much as we can. And so what we do is we simply ask, so self-selected data, so registration and profile completion, you as a participant in the event is saying, I want to participate in the event. Here's the data I need to provide in order to do that. And that allows us to um, decide which is the right ticket type. 
obvious. The next step to this process is assuming you want to meet others at the event, you could sign up for Breakthrough, available for all attendees. And that is another layer of uh, data inputs, which is the profile completion stage. And in that part, we take we ask a whole series of questions about you, about your company, about what you're looking to get out of the event this year. And we basically put all of that together, the registration data alongside the profile data, and we create a unique user profile or unique company profile on each participant. And then that data is when I say validated or verified, we use various things. For advisors, it's ADV reporting. We scrape that and we validate it. Um, we make sure through like LinkedIn and other things that they say who they, they are, who they say they are in both job function and title and also the firm. Um, and then on the industry side, it's you know doing due diligence on their products and offerings and et cetera. And so that we know that the data presented inside our system is accurate because if not, meetings are useless if that data or the intention of agreeing to meet was based on false data. And so that's how we do this. Uh, again, I would love to say it's, you know, magic of AI and machine learning. It's not. Mm. It's, you know, a high quality uh, and strict data and a series of workflows that really bring the magic to breakthrough together. I'm interested to see how this works. So when will it be available? So we'll be starting to demo it uh, early next month. So early May uh, to anyone who's participating in Future Proof. And then really the app will uh, become live uh, mid-June. And then the profile completion stage and the whole process, as I mentioned, will start to take shape uh, in early July into the event, which takes place early September. Right, but there's no messaging. So no one's going to message me. I'm not going to get flooded with emails in this app. It's just people making meeting requests. Yeah, we actually take it a step further. So if you participate in Breakthrough, we are, so let's talk about some of the hurdles. I think it's important of, of why we did this, because to your point earlier, there's a lot of tools out there that that claim to solve this, this need. Mm -hmm. What we looked at is let's focus on the experience of all different parts of uh, all different people that attend this event, right? And so let's take the advisor who is our largest uh, you know, attendee participant. The financial advisor signs up to this event to learn, to meet other advisors, right? This is a B2B event. That's what they're coming for. What typically happens is there's a moment in time before the event where all sponsors get an attendee list. And now the experience of, of me, an advisor, is that I'm excited to be attending this event in a few weeks. And then out of nowhere, usually on an afternoon, I'm getting 100 plus emails, depending on the number of sponsors that are at that event, asking me to meet with them, to come by their booth, to join their session, to do this meeting. All great intention, right? But it's feels it's unsolicited and so it feels spammy. And so what that does then is create an in-person experience, which is I'm a financial advisor. I don't want to be sold to. I'm guarded. I'm not going to, you know, engage in the exhibits, you know, area as much until the last day when I have to pick up some tchotchkes for my kids, right? And like we do this whole thing again. And so it's it's just riddled with poor behaviors that create a poor experience on the advisor side. Now flip it on the other side, right? The product provider side. These folks spend an enormous amount of money, enormous amount of time preparing for these events. And so of course they want to maximize their opportunity. It's a great way to do it. 
the problem is they are get this attendee list usually a few weeks out. The data is not uh, validated or cleaned up. And so they spend a lot of time trying to take that spreadsheet, navigate it to their CRM, and pull out anything that could be useful. Ultimately, they're running out on time. So what tends to happen is they just take that list, they put it into MailChimp, and they, and they send a series of emails out. And then you think about the volume. And so they're left with a poor response, or maybe they're just connecting with their current clients, not really opening up the opportunity for new clients that should be assessing. And so what we actually did with Breakthrough here is to say, hey, all participants, there's terms here, which is you are not allowed to go track this person down, send them an email. We're going to provide the system and the outcome for you. So we'll save you time, we'll save you energy, and we'll create a better experience for all parties. And so there's no more attendee list that's delivered to the sponsors, therefore no more spam emails to advisors in advance. Advisors get to control, they get to decide who they want to meet, right? Because it's double opt-in. And then for sponsors who are looking to create a, you know, what is my serviceable addressable market at this event? Well, it's not a thousand advisors that the event bills. You know, there's probably a small subset of that that are my true prospects. Wouldn't I want to know that? And with Breakthrough, you can. You could do that in advance because if there's no interest in meeting, you very quickly decide that, all right, let me go spend my time, energy, and resource on, you know, this hundred people that could really move my business forward. And so um, obviously there's a steep educational learning curve to this, but we built this to really solve this bigger issue with live events in our space which is, it's just a poor user experience all around. It sounds fascinating. Let's see if it works. I, I can't wait to see my profile page <laughs> yeah. with my 120 data points. But I do like that you're not, you're getting rid of the, what I call the sponsor spam, where you get these emails. Hey, I'm, I see you're signed up for this conference. Come see us in booth number 84,302 and check us out. And you get that yes. over and over and over again before the conference. So Definitely excited not to get the sponsor spam and see how this works and how you're going to track it and how it's going to help um, deliver some some better, you know, really the reasons we're doing this is for networking. So you want to deliver better, more efficient networking through this app. And if you can do it, I see it becoming a very successful product. Yeah, we're excited about it. Let's talk more about the product studio as an incubator. So you're seeing this as more of a um, an accelerator or a venture arm, like a Y Combinator, those types of things. You're looking to bring in small companies and give them backing and support, or is it more of, hey, we're looking to just become more of a VC? Yeah, no, it's a great question. So to date, all of the products that are, have been incubated through the product studio, we've owned, either 100% have owned or uh, owned uh, 50%. Where you'll see Advisor Circle kind of grow into in the back half of 2023 and some of the announcements we'll have, which is we take minority stakes in um, established but new businesses that are inside our wealth management ecosystem. And in those ways, there's really three ways in which we participate with companies, right? We call it, it's the pre-product market fit. And those are companies who uh, maybe that's an idea with strong founders or um, an opportunity to create a great product, but they don't have the sales and marketing acumen. And so we come in and partner with them and we take a stake 
in return for our service. And the goal here with all of the, the companies that we bring into the product studio is that within a three-year time horizon, we scale, we as a partner come in and help you build and scale to a point in which you could stand alone. You don't no longer need the services or the strategy of the product studio. And so the first part is pre-product market fit. We go from everyone, everything from product ideation to product strategy to go to market strategy, and then we help establish that. The second tier is there is, you know, you're kind of post-market uh, product market fit, which is there's an excitement around your product. You have some traction in terms of revenue. You um, are in a position of, I believe this business could you know double triple in the years to come i just don't have conviction on how to get there and that's where you would join the product studio where we again afford everyone the ability to you know help in strategy in in actual services ourselves and then in some cases deploy capital into that company to get them to that next stage and that next level ultimately after three year time horizon we almost pull out slowly into um, what that business could do because they're at a trajectory that they can now be more self-sufficient. And then the last piece is us in more of a, there's two really ways here. One is a passive investor. So your traditional kind of VC, where we believe in a, a product, believe in its founders, believe there's an opportunity there, but they don't really need us. What they need is capital. And so what we do is we simply invest in that company and we help, you know, as a quasi-advisor role. And then there's another way in which we believe that this company has the opportunity to grow, but it needs our full commitment, meaning that we need to be a 50% stakeholder, or we simply should acquire the business outright and bring this you know, vision to life. And so in those cases, we would acquire an entity, or we would take a significant stake uh, within that company and create more of a partnership model. It sounds like something people want to get involved in. Firms that are looking for this type of support should be reaching out to you. It is. It's interesting. We've had um, just on the back of Future Proof, we've had a lot of uh, fintech startups come to us and said, "Like, how are you able to, you know, attract mm -hmm. 900 financial advisors uh, to this event that focuses on this? We, how do we work with you mm -hmm. to get more access to them?" And so. Um, yeah, it's funny because I think the the value prop of the product studio is, you know, not only do we have a lot of experience as, as operators in this space, but we start to think about leveraging the other products in the studio. I think that's where the power really comes and the ability to not only, you know, it's it's the ability to create one plus one equals three versus, you know, I'm sitting on my own island in a very competitive space, right? You and, you know, Michael Kitsis do a phenomenal job with that fintech map, but <laughs> I've been in this space for 10 years, you know, my screen almost doesn't fit the map any longer. And so how do you compete in a very crowded space for attention and uh, for market share? And so you start to think about, I need something that's unique. And I think we provide, you know, with the product studio, a very unique way to go to market or to scale your business in ways that you couldn't do yourself. Speaking of launching new products, you and why people would want to come work with you, the fact that you, you were able to launch a brand new conference 
uh, second new conference after the exchange ETF conference, but to launch the Future Proof Festival and have it become a premier event right out of the gate has got to impress a lot of people. Can we let's talk a bit about that? Last year you had um, in the first version of it, seventeen hundred attendees, pretty evenly split between advisors and service providers, which is also hard to do. Um, can you talk a little about what's going to be different this year's event and and what can we expect? Yeah, no, great question. So this year, so each year we have some key themes. And that is how we think about building the content and the agenda. That's think that's how we think about creating the experience, um, quite literally on site, the activations and how we connect people. And then of course the community and, and who are the, you know, the uh people that are there that would want to meet with each other. And so you know, this year are you know five key themes. Um, the first one will probably be very unsurprising to most, which is you know technology as an enabler, and we see the rise of AI and you know what that means. And there's no shortage you go on any social media platform. There's no shortage of you know prompt experts or you know the AI is going to take over the world and doomsday or huge opportunity, and so it's noise and. What we are looking to do is bringing experts within the industry, as well as tech experts from outside of the industry that are AI experts into our event to help guide advisors and other participants in the space to navigate this you know, technology, this AI uh, uh, opportunity and really what it means for wealth management. So that's really the first, I would say, key theme. The next key theme is the uncertain macro environment, right? You start to think about this year, the last um, you know 16 months or so, way different than the last, let's call it, you know, uh, decade before it. And what does that actually mean for financial advisors, especially financial advisors that you know are in their 30s or early 40s? Most have never experienced something that we are experiencing now and having conversations with their clients. And so what we're doing is bringing, you know, leading, you know, chief economists from some of the largest gold blast managers together to help, uh, you know, calm the nerves of financial advisors and better uh, uh, support them in having those conversations with their, uh, their clients. The third is democratization of alternatives. Right, it seems like there is um, both the supply and the demand interest. Right, there's a lot of uh, alternative asset managers that are looking at the you know advisor, the intermediary market, and saying, well, hey, from an institutional side of things, like there's a finite number of clients. Where do I go when I'm looking to you know raise my next fund or I'm looking to do certain things? Well, this you know, intermediary market, specifically the REA, is very attractive to them, right? And then on the demand side, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years, the rise of so many different alternative investing opportunities and the demand from end clients to advisors on, you know, putting that into their portfolio or getting access or exposure or protecting them in that is, is challenging for advisors. And so, for us, it's not only the let's talk about the democratization of alternatives and all the opportunities that this affords us, but first, let's educate the advisors on what this actually means. And our biggest thing, and you know, we've dealt with this in the ETF space for time. You know, ETF at, at a moment was a very new product, and you know, there are folks that knew it was a it was a better product to the mutual fund, but didn't know enough about it and therefore didn't offer it to their clients. 
And we should, we're seeing the same kind of evolution with alternatives now. And so we want to first bring in the alternative experts. We want to allow and provide a platform for advisors to ask those questions. And we want to equip them with the knowledge they need to figure out how best to you know, provide this into an asset allocation. Um, the fourth one, very obvious in our space, is practice management. For us, we think about it as how do we provide clear tactics for advisors to create competitive advantages. Um, there is a lot of opportunity out there, but there's also, you know, a lot of, you know, operational restriction when it comes from. I used to be a financial pl a planner at a at a you know BD shop. And now I'm a business owner and an operator, and now I have to manage people. And it's a far different than you know being an entrepreneur and a business operator is being far different than just being a financial advisor. So we want to help folks think about how to best do that, whatever they see fit. And then the very last piece, the fifth one, is just thinking about you know the ever evolving market that is um, you know the financial advisor space, and so organic and inorganic growth strategies. And so we're bringing a lot of um, private equity and aggregator specialists there to, you know, not only talk to uh, advisors and th that are maybe thinking about succession planning or younger advisors that are maybe thinking about uh, acquiring, you know, books of businesses to grow their firm, right? We want to be the, the catalyst and platform for all of those conversations to come to light. So those are really the five key themes of 2023. Um, happy to kind of get into any, any more, if you have any questions. Any more, how many more themes can you have? That's, that's a lot of themes, <laughs> man. You, that, that took you five minutes like looking at the transcript here. That's a lot of, a uh, lot going on. Uh, AI, number one, two, uncertain macro environment. Number three, alternative investments. Number four, practice management. Number five, growth strategies in M&A. And the, and the, 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 uh, the word of the day, the, the, uh, the buzzword of the day is democratization. We're democratizationing everything, right? AI, everything. alternatives, everything. Make it a democracy, right? So um, last year you had 1,700. What's your, your guess for attendees this year? Yeah, so we, and I've been on the record saying by 2025, we want to have a 10,000 person citywide experience. And so um, our growth projection um, is to get 3,200 people in 2023. We're on pace right now. We're about uh, 600 or so more than we were at this time last year. Uh, the the fun, the both fun and thrilling the excitement of these events is that you usually get about 50 to 60 percent of your attendee base registered within the last eight weeks uh, leading into the conference. Um, but yeah, we're we're on pace for 3,200. Our our bigger goal, and as you pointed out earlier, is to make sure that we have a good um, breakdown of the types of people there. So we really want to have around 1,700 financial advisors um, present, and the rest being really the entire industry, which to us is broken into three categories: asset managers, fintech and wealth tech companies, as well as financial services ecosystems. Those are your data providers professional services companies, market makers, et cetera, that really look to work with the financial uh, technology providers or the asset managers to serve advisors. I've read the 10,000 person goal. That's, that's a, a interesting, very, very uh, high level goal, right? It's, it's a, it's a reach. You know, at some point you're going to go beyond the capacity of any normal venue. So where are you, how are you going to, how are you going to support this? Well, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a great point. So, you know, the, Future Proof Festival 
you know, it's funny, right? Because I think when we came out with the festival concept, we had a lot of naysayers and a lot of people almost scoff at the idea of, oh, you have a, a festival for wealth management. Like what else is, <laughs> what else is going to happen? And, you know, it was fine for, for people to do that because I think it was so different. But our, our thesis has always been that by calling in a festival, by completely having it outdoors, by, you know, taking over four hotels, it affords us the ability to do things different from what we're all used to in a traditional, you know, wealth management financial services conference. And that is that, you know, by getting to get to 10,000 people, we believe that we, you know, so again, you know, our view here is that we're not, we don't believe in zero sum as a, you know, an ethos to our company. We believe in positive sum. And so we'll be partnering with other events that are maybe niche or maybe have cultivated an audience for a long standing time, but are, are, you know, suffering either from a business standpoint or a growth standpoint post pandemic to evolve. And so we'll provide them a platform where they can host their own events as part of the future proof festival. So think of a, think of the festival as the outdoor experiential opportunity. And then within the indoor premise of these four hotels, all walkable, right. You could have, uh, uh, a session that's focused on maybe for CEOs, or you could have, you know, a marketing track that's only focused for CMOs, or you could have an alts, right? So you could get really, um, you could build communities within the communities, very simply put. So that's our goal is, you know, 10,000 wasn't just a fun magical number that we positioned. We looked at the fractured nature of our industry and the amount of conferences that are in this space. And we looked at, we, we, thought that we could create a unique experience being that, you know, we're not selling anything else, but an experience, right? Most of the largest events in our space are user conferences. They're the big custodial conferences or the big, you know, advisor tech platform conferences. And so we feel that we have a unique position because we are truly the largest independent gathering for financial advisors. And most people, you know, they kind of you know, take that for granted because you think of independent and they think independent financial advisors. It's actually not. It's the largest independent gathering, meaning that we're here to provide you an independent platform for you to get business done. We're not on stage selling our research, selling our, you know, custodial services or what have you. We're putting the, the people on stage that we feel are the best to help you grow your business. That is a worthy goal. So indoor plus outdoor, kind of like Carpeting, your indoor carpeting, outdoor carpeting, going to be doing both. And you're sounds like you want to you're, you're building more of a conference platform for other sub conferences to run on your back end. Absolutely, yep. We welcome we welcome everyone. The Speaking one, of the one, everyone. I like to welcome everyone to the conference. I'll be there, so you can add one more to your list. Uh, and it's September 10th to the 13th this year in Huntington Beach, California. And we're out of time, man. I mean, we're over time. Where can people find out more information about Future Proof and Advisor Circle? Sure. AdvisorCircle.com um, to learn more about Advisor Circle. And if you want to register, see all the exciting things we have for Future Proof, it's FutureProof.AdvisorCircle.com. And before I go, one more thing. Um, I heard you had 350 applications for speakers. Give me a couple of the speakers you're going to have. Come on, share some. What do you got? <laughs> I knew you were going to do this. So the truth is we're we're uh, creating, we, we are announcing a new uh, website in the coming weeks. We're getting ready to unveil the first 50 speakers. Um, we're getting ready to announce our musical acts for the festival all within the next three weeks. So um, go to futureproof.advisorcircle.com 
put your email in, sign up for updates, and we'll be sure to get it to you. But uh, sorry, Craig, I'm not going to be uh, dropping any any excitement here. Ouch. Oh, rejected. <laughs> My marketing man. team would kill me. I'm slammed. Cool. No worries, man. Matt, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate the time, Craig. Hey, it's Craig again. That was an excellent episode. And here are my top three takeaways. Number one, their new product called Breakthrough, the conference meetings app, sounds very cool. I go to a lot of conferences, probably 10 or 12 a year. And in trying to organize who I'm meeting with and when I'm meeting them, it's lots of texting and emailing back and forth. I would love to see this app. He said it's like a LinkedIn sales navigator meets match.com without the cringe. I'm really excited to take a look at that. The Advisor Circle Product Studio uh, is now an incubator. They've got a venture arm looking at acquisitions. Didn't know about that. It's always good to hear. So any firms are uh, looking for funding or have some interesting uh, products, please give them a call. And of course, the Future Proof Festival is happening September 10th to the 13th, 2023 in Huntington Beach, California. And you can go to the website, futureproof.com to register or find out more. And you made it to the end of another episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. Thanks for listening. Please go to our website, ezragroupllc.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage and fill out the form to get our newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, analysis, information, updates. You will not be disappointed. Thanks again for listening and talk to you all again next time. Mm-hmm.